Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To all old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Just a few things that I would like you to be aware of. If you are a new subscriber, you are very welcome. Please make it a habit of going to the original work that supports this blog, um, supports this channel, which is the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy blog. And that is where you can find all the written all the written versions of these videos. So please always understand if you've just come to this channel, if you've been following for maybe a few weeks or a few months, if you are not a subscriber, you are welcome to become a subscriber. Um, but please always make a habit of going to the Master's Voice blog because that is where all these prophecies are written out. I always invite everyone who finds these videos, read the prophecies for yourself. That is because the videos are merely for convenience. I've shared this many times, but because new people keep coming, I think it's wise to update anyone who may find these videos for the first time. This channel YouTube channel is merely a support to the written works of the prophetic. So the Lord God is speaking primarily to the people of the United States. He's speaking to America first, the things that I have been giving, given, the messages that I have been receiving from the Lord since 2012 until now, just a few days until we leave 2021. These things have been recorded over a period of almost 10 years that the Lord has been entrusting me with these messages. And it is only in 2019, I think about May, that the Lord said to me, Celestial, it is time to bring these things out. It is time to publicize them, create a blog and put them there. So I started transferring all the prophetic words that I had received up until that time. And I thought that I would just transfer them. And then once they were public, that was it. But during the process, the Lord said to me that not enough people are being warned. Not enough people know of these things that are coming against the U.S. And that, in fact, are coming to the entire world. And so um, he directed me to start this channel. And so this channel is just for support. Um, another thing is... Another thing is when you watch these videos, it would be helpful to give them a thumbs up so that they can become more widely watched and more highly recommended on YouTube. That way more people get to know about them. And without further ado, um, I'm going to go into a message for today. The message for today is continuing the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ to his people, the church, and to anyone else who finds these videos about the fallen angels, the fallen ones. This is all part of the supernatural series. And today's prophecy is called A Hole in the Sky. And I received this on May the 16th, 2020. But before I go into that, I would like to share to the Christians, if you are willing to listen, what unbelief does in a Christian's life. So the entire basis and the entire focus of being a Christian means that you have come into the knowledge of who the Lord Yah is. You have come into the knowledge of who his holy son Jesus is, and you are now living out that belief, that fundamental belief that there is a God, a supreme God, not a God, but the God, the only God, and that he has, through his son, Jesus Christ, reconciled man to himself. This is not all man that is reconciled to God. This is only man that is willing to accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ, humble themselves, confess their sins, and repent and then the grace and mercy of God towards us takes away the record of our sins, and we are now children of God. But I would like to share about this process that affects 
Christians very frequently in faith, and this is unbelief. Unbelief is not that deep of a concept. Unbelief simply means that you don't believe something. So you hear something, you hear it expressed to you, you hear it explained to you, and then you simply say, this doesn't fit into my worldview. I can't find a place to put it. I don't have a shelf available to accept it, and so I don't believe it. Sometimes unbelief creeps in, obviously because of the action of the enemy. So Satan can be the reason that people do not believe, but very often unbelief operates in the church because of the prevalence of pride in the church. So um, to boil it down, maybe to just a, a few seconds of explanation, pride is simply when your heart is too full of yourself, your beliefs, and what you think you know to make room for any new information. So it doesn't matter what source that information is coming from. Even if it's just good old common sense or recommendation from other people, you don't actually have time to accept and receive that information because due to the operation of pride in the heart, you are too full. You are like a beaker that is running over with water. And so no fresh water can be poured in. And I was discussing this. Usually I will just sit and I will speak out loud to myself because this is a very good process of thinking if you don't know. And so when I'm doing this, especially when I'm doing Bible study, I was asking the Lord about this. And I think within a day or two, I was led to study the life of King Josiah. Now, King Josiah was an extremely righteous king. He was a king that the Lord raised up after a very long line of disobedient and wicked kings. And so when Josiah came, he came into office quite young, and he was a very devout young man. In fact, there was a prophecy concerning Josiah's life. And when he grew up to the point that they actually found the law, because Israel had that time, it was either Israel or Judah, but the the nation had at that time fallen into such disrepair that the, the Lord's book, this is not my Bible, but just my journal, but the Lord's book of the law had actually been lost. So imagine a people who are told you have to celebrate the Passover every year. You have to keep all this multitude of laws to be holy before the law, the Lord. They actually lost the book that was supposed to govern their daily lives. That's how fallen they had become. They were worshiping at Ashtoreth poles and they were worshiping at, under every green tree and they were worshiping at shrines and they were doing so much that angered the Lord that they actually departed completely from the faith and were just a reprobate people. And then when the book of the law was found, obviously, like all good kings, Josiah said, read the book to me. And so they're reading out the histories of the nation over time, over the years. And then he hears his name mentioned and he hears the prophecy that says that he will be the king to restore the nation. And this man was so shocked at all the things that the law said that they should do that he didn't know about, that he tore his clothes and he repented before the Lord. And he quickly set about putting the nation back on track to be a righteous and a holy nation before the Lord. He held one of the mightiest Passovers that has ever been recorded in the histories of Israel. But I would just like to go to, I think it's second Chronicles chapter 35 verses 20 to 27, because there's something very important that I think many Christians are not aware of, and we are in danger of departing from that. So there are quite a few concepts that I would like to cover that the Lord brought to me just as I was preparing before him before I started this video, and then we will go into the prophecy. So let me read. It says, the title of this part of the Bible is called King Josiah Dies in Battle. 
After all this, when Josiah had prepared the temple, the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, came up to fight against Karshemish by the Euphrates, and Josiah went out against him. But the Pharaoh sent messengers to him and said, What business do I have with you, king of Judah? I have not come against you this day, but I have come against the house with which I have war, for God commanded me to make haste. Therefore, refrain from meddling with God, who is with me, lest he destroy you. Nevertheless, Josiah would not turn his face away from Necho, but he disguised himself so that he might continue to fight with him, and he did not heed the words of Necho that came from the mouth of God. Let's hold that in our minds. And so he came to fight in the valley of Megiddo. And the archers shot King Josiah. And the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am severely wounded. And his servants therefore took him out of that chariot, and they put him in the second chariot that he had. And they brought him to Jerusalem. And so he died, and he was buried in one of the tombs of his fathers. And all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. And so we see a king that has restored the nation. Now we know that it is definitely um, the kingdom of Judah for the, the nation. Israel had split that time into the northern tribes, which is the 10 tribes that formed Israel. And then the southern tribe, which I think was just Judah and Benjamin together. And then they formed Judah. And so we see this man who, when he first heard the voice of the Lord through the word, he was so moved and so touched in his heart that he tore his clothes, which is a sign of great distress in those days. To tear your clothes means that you are actually voiding your office. You're voiding your authority and you're saying wretched man that I am, that God has these rules and God has these requirements and I did not know of the Lord's ways. I will hurry and put my feet back on the path to righteousness. And so this man, through the many acts that he did, set the nation back on a course to pleasing God. But very shortly after that, we see king of Egypt, who is a pharaoh, they're always pharaohs, is going out to fight some other guy. So these two have a quarrel. And we know that Egypt is not a Christian nation. It wasn't a Christian nation or it wasn't a nation that honored the Lord God when it held the Israelites in captivity many, many years at the beginning of the Bible. And it's not a Christian nation now. But there is a curious theme that you will notice in the Bible, even among pagan nations that did not worship God. They were sometimes able to hear and receive the prophetic word of the Lord through their diviners. So they did not participate in the worship of the true God, but every now and then, as you can see with the Pharaoh who had that prophetic dream about what was going to happen to Egypt in the time of Joseph, the Lord would still communicate to these heathen kings and let them know through his own way and his own will, you will be successful in battle or you will be defeated in, ba in battle. We see this, for instance, through Cyrus, when Cyrus arose and he made what is called the role of Cyrus that has now been found in modern times, he made a proclamation and said that I have been raised up for this time to rule Babylonia and the Persians. 
I am the one who will rule the Persians and the Medes, and I am the one who God has chosen to let his people go free. So this man was not a Christian. This man was not born again. This man did not recognize God and his son, but he still knew in himself and declared by his mouth prophetically that God has chosen me as the one who will let the Jews go. And so this Egyptian Pharaoh knew that the hand of God was upon him to be successful in battle. So now we see Josiah, who is a king after God's own heart, who is a descendant of David and is rightfully ruling on the throne. Let's just say Josiah represents the church. And now the church is trying to rise up and come against a quarrel that God has ordained. Pharaoh is about to go and beat another nation, basically bring judgment on that nation. And for some reason, Josiah wants to insert himself into the quarrel. Maybe it's because he was strong, but usually when kings do this, it is an example of the overflow or the presence of yeast in the heart, the presence of pride in the heart. And so he wants to insert himself into this quarrel and the Pharaoh warns him, an unsaved man, somebody we would say um, symbolizes a raven, an unclean bird in scripture, says to the dove, the clean bird, King Josiah, do not tangle with me for the hand of the Lord is with me. The Lord has anointed me to do what I am doing. And I am warning you because I have no quarrel with you. But if you should come against me, God will strike you. God will destroy you. And the, um, the connotation is that you will be killed unnecessarily. You will be killed before your time because you are not heeding the word of the Lord. But it says here that Josiah did not listen, that he actually, which was a common habit of kings when they wanted to fight anyway, he disguised himself to look like a commoner, just like an ancestor um, did. King Ahab died the same way. He disguised himself and went into the battle, but God always knows when you are outside of your authority. God always knows when you are outside of the place that God has called you to be. And in fact, I will say that God always knows when you are outside of the place that God has equipped you to be. And when you step outside of your authority, God is not responsible for what happens to you. In fact, when you are warned and you step outside of your authority, you will receive the slaps and the stings of the serpent which is Satan. And so Josiah lost his life because the prophetic word came from a source that he felt should not prophesy and he died. They took him out of his war chariot and put him probably in his other chariot and took him home and he died because of the wounds that were inflicted upon him. So I've been doing this for more than a year on video and at least three years written, but because it seems hard to receive some of the things that the Lord is saying. Many of you are having this experience with your family that have taken harm one, harm two. Some of them are waiting uh, to eagerly get harm three. And you have experienced this shocking form of unbelief from people who profess to be Christians, people who say that they can hear the name of the Lord. I don't know who is talking to these people in these end times, but it is surely not the, not the mouth of God. And so before I read this prophecy, as I'm speaking about things that that seem very, very far outside your normal day-to-day -day Christianity. As I continue with this series, I would warn you not to be like King Josiah. I would warn you not to disregard the word of the Lord simply because you find it incredulous, you find it a mockery, you find it impossible, or you think you know 
the things that God would say and would not say. God is saying a lot in this final generation, and much of it is stuff that will stretch the heart and demand much from the mind. And this is why in our faith, Christianity, we are not asked to use our mind because you cannot rely on logic and human wisdom to follow a supernatural and sometimes looks on the surface illogical God. You can only rely on the spiritual currency of faith to hear with your inner spiritual ears what the Lord is saying. And so the Lord has sent me to warn that fallen angels are treacherous and deceptive, and so is everyone who is serving them. So I'm speaking all the way up from the top brass in the international governments who are actually for a very large extent and for a very long time receiving all their all their instructions from beings that are not human. And we will see more and more of this as the beast system continues to rise. I'm speaking all the way from the top brass right through to those who have spent their lives researching this thing outside of Christianity. If you are researching UFOs, uh, fallen angels, um, giants, or anything else, and you are researching these things outside of the Christian worldviews, if you are researching them and just following this, oh, there's life out there, and we believe that there's life out there, and you are not studying this very powerful script, um, scriptural and terrifying topic out, actually inside the bowl and the containment of the fact that God is the Lord and there is no other. And he is the only one that possesses the power that has subjected these creatures to his control for now. That control will be removed in the final days and they will rise to wreck havoc among among mankind. If you are studying this topic outside of the purview of Christianity and outside of the purview that everything you think you know about them actually stems from the disobedience of Satan and him being cast out of heaven, him and his angels being cast out of heaven into the lower heavens where they currently reside. I've spoken about this in previous videos, so there's no need to rehash it and that they will come down to earth in the final times, as well as all the angels that came previously that are chained in everlasting chains, as Jude chapter one, verse six says, if you are attempting to understand this topic outside of Genesis six and some other writings such as the book of Enoch, I think it's from chapter seven all the way to 16, you can get a pretty good idea of what was going on in the earlier earth before the flood and after, then you will lack the central component, which is knowing that these creatures cannot be contained by man. They were not contained by man in the earlier times and they will not be contained by man in the secondary times. And so the first thing the Lord said is that fallen angels are treacherous and deceptive. And so are all those who are serving them. Oh, this is also going down from the scholars down to the man on the ground who is actively waiting for their sky family to come and get them actively waiting for aliens and other fallen, um, fallen beings to come and blend with them and live with them and, elevate them in consciousness. And of course, many of them are hoping many of the people who are waiting for fallen angels and for aliens to come to this earth are also hoping to be upgraded in the body. But I always say this, if you lack the fundamental humility 
to be content with the fact that you are just flesh. You are just dirt. You are just meat and blood that God formed and loves. If that is not enough for you, then you are a prime candidate for the end times delusion that you can be upgraded and you can be improved and that your life can be elongated to hundreds of years. A subscriber asked the question and I felt moved to answer and she was asking, I think she was asking something about extension of life. And I was saying that it's very difficult for me to sometimes articulate the knowledge that is inside me, the things that God just pours into my heart. It's not always easy to write them out. So when you see stuff actually in written format on the blog, sometimes that's just the things that I can express. I, I cannot express sometimes the things that I see or the feelings that I feel or the knowledge that comes to me supernaturally by the Lord. But one thing I did share in answer to her question is that you that wants to live forever, you that is so indignant at God's evil and horrible ways and making us flesh and blood that's, you know, that can get sickness, that can get disease. Why do we age? Why do we get these wrinkles? And why do we lose the strength of our youth and everything? You that has this primordial offense in you, which is basically nothing but the fallenness of sin that is in all man. And so many people who are in sin, many people who do not regard God, nevertheless, want these lesser gods to rule over them and come and share power with them. And you are so deceived. And what you don't know is I answered this lady and I said that one of the things they do is they will surely extend life. They will offer you all the extra life you want. There will be some kind of system. I can't really explain it, but you will be able to extend life in, in exchange for currency. So basically you can pay and then you can get another year, five more years. And not only that, but they will be able to upgrade the body in amazing ways that have not been fully expressed to me by the Lord. But what I know is that you will be rotten. And I did share this in answer to this lady's question. You will be rotten, but appearing very youthful and very fresh. So you will, you will look young and you will look rejuvenated after whatever this false and deceptive treatment they will give you is. But the fact is that you will be able to smell the stench of yourself um, at your real age. So I don't know if they will make you 300 years old or attempt to go back to the life spans that God gave Adam and Eve and Seth and Methuselah and the rest of them, Noah, 500, 600, 700 years. But I do know that as they extend life, you will keep dying in reality. So if you were meant to die at 67 and you buy extra life all the way up to age 90, you will pass the point where you were supposed to have died. And then you will begin to have stench. So you will smell you, but we will not smell you. You will be like the picture of Dorian Gray, where they painted that picture of Dorian and on the picture, because of how morally corrupt and fallen he was becoming, the picture was transforming into a monster. But in real life, Dorian became more and more beautiful. 
more and more youthful. He seemed not to age, but on the picture, he was becoming a decrepit monster. And since everything that Satan offers, everything that the devil has on display in his evil candy shop is nothing but untruth, deception, and a lie that takes the soul to eternal separation from God, which is hell, which is a chamber of torments that never ends. All who participate in this will enjoy it for a time. But then when you want to stop it, you will not be able to stop it. So to people who think that it is only the reanime, the zombies who will be, you know, roaming this earth in, a, in an internal form of undying non-livingness, where the scripture says they will seek for death and they will not find it. That scripture is not only talking about those who will be creatures. It is thought, talking about every one of an exalted and a sinfully proud heart who wants to go to Satan's table and eat at the table of demons and live forever and drink with the undead and toast a false and prideful form of eternal life. The time will come where they will hate it and they will seek for death. But once you trigger that fallen angel process in yourself, you will absolutely not be able to reverse it. So I think I'll stop this first video here and then I will continue with the other things that the Lord has shared um, in a few moments, also after I fix the lighting. So God bless you. This is Celestial. Thank you to everyone who subscribes. Thank you to everyone who thumbs up and shares these videos. Thank you to everyone who supports these ministries, this ministry. And until I see you again, which is just uh, probably five minutes from now, God bless you and take care. Goodbye.